Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Carney. Good to have you guys back. I'm still here in Texas getting ready for the move to New York City. It is very hot here in Texas, which sounds like a very obvious statement, but, but they ne you never, you're never prepared for the heat. Just like when, you, when you're in the Northeast, if you move to New York from, from the South, like I've done in the past, they'll tell you, hey, man, it gets cold here. And you're like, okay, whatever. And then it's cold as shit. Mm -hmm. It's very hot here, and which, which causes, it raises some challenges for me. Um, I don't know if, uh, if you guys know this or Joe, if you can tell. I'm here with, with Joe Faria, by the way. Am I saying your last name right, Joe? Yeah. Faria? Yeah. It's okay. Maria with an F. Maria with an F. Fucking Maria. Uh, it is, it's very hot, which causes some, uh, which raises some challenges for a pale person like myself. And the challenge is how to get through the summer wearing pants. Because pale people, you guys, you guys can relate to me here. You, you, the legs are the palest part of the body. Even if you're tan, if you tan easily, your legs are probably going to be more pale. And uh, am I am I wrong here, Joe? Joe, do you tan? Do you get tan in the summer? I burn. You but burn. Then it turns to a tan, but yeah, the legs get the most of the burn. I just burn, and it takes years off my life. That's <laughs> that's just what happens. I just I just burst into flames. Um, people and I'm I'm like the the level of pale where people just will just tell me, like strangers will will say to me, "You are translucent," as if they're like informing me about it. Oh. You, would you would never say that to like a fat person. Hey, by the way, you're obese. Uh. But for some reason, there's a level of comfort there with, with, with being pale that, it, that people think that it's okay just to, just to bring it up. It's like, the like I don't know. Like, I don't know what I look like, you know? It's, it's, like the, it's like the opposite of being a person of color, so they just feel free to say whatever they want. I, I guess. I mean, I'm literally the opposite of a person of color. Like, every color there i just don't have like i'm so pale you can like see my thoughts you know what i mean like you can see my brain firing ideas i'm so pale you can see into my soul i think um and i don't like to wear shorts you know my i don't really get tan <laughs> that's an understatement i really get tan and the legs i mean they'll they'll set on fire there was one summer um you know, when I was a kid, I would, I would go to the beach, and, but I would never, like, lay out and tan, you know? I would, like, play football or run around, be in the, in the water. So I never really put, like, sunscreen on my legs because I'm standing up, you know, most of the time. I'm moving around. The sun can't get to you. And so I just went my whole childhood thinking that my legs couldn't get burnt. And then there was one year where I think I was, like, 16, and I went to the beach with and met up with some girls like in my class and they just laid out the whole time so i was like okay i'll lay out too never really been the type of person to do that put no sunscreen on my legs this was the first day of spring break i think my sophomore junior year of high school and i cannot stress this enough the getting the most painful place on your body to get sunburnt is the back of the knee Getting sunburn on the back of the knee will 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 fuck your life up. Mm. You can't bend. Yes. I just stayed inside the rest of the week for spring break wearing pajama pants 
and just like douse, like soaking my legs in aloe vera. Did you develop like a, a comical hue? Like a comical hue? Yeah, when you're with the girls, like a red that is like alarming. Here's the thing is it's a very sneaky burn for me. Some mm. people, as soon as they leave the beach, they're red. For me, you got to give it like 30, 45 minutes. It's almost like my, my skin is in shock. And it's, it's like prepping itself. So I don't, I'm so insecure about, I'm not super insecure about how pale I am. I'm aware because people, like I said, will just walk up and tell me. Um, and they're not even nice about it. They're not like, you're like, do you, like, they'll ask, some people just ask me like, do you get tan? And other people will, will tell me like, you look translucent. You are translucent. They will literally use that word, translucent. Um, so I guess I'm part of the trans community uh, in in my own way. That's That would be like a, if I was like a hack comedian getting on stage. So uh, I'm trans, lucent. God. Um, maybe I'll give it a shot tonight. Uh, but I I don't I don't give a shit. I really don't care. I've looked this way my whole life, but my legs are very pale and I feel like, and for how pale I am, they are paler than the rest of my body. So I'm so insecure that no matter what the temperature is, I'll always wear pants because if I walk outside and I'm wearing shorts, like if I'm like walking to the gym, in my mind, I'm so crazy that I think that other people will like look at me and like think themselves and like, think to themselves, oh my God, that is an extremely pale person and that they'll like go home and tell people about it. That's like how crazy I am is that I think people will go home and tell like their roommate or their partner like, hey, I saw a guy with really pale legs today. Like it's going to be part of like their day. Yeah, it's like it was like whiter than eggshell. Yeah. Like whatever, like they'll just have like a thing. No, 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 no. You, You meant that they were whiter than eggshell. Yeah. That was, that was, that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody, everybody already has a, as yeah. a thought. We could have like 15 people in this room and every person would describe my pale differently. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We get whiter than eggshell. We get translucent. There was one year I went to the beach. Kids called me Casper. Mm-hmm. This is my, this is my life. <laughs> but how was it, how was it being so pale, but growing up in Tampa? Oh, I didn't know I was pale until I got there. Uh, so I lived in Tampa from kindergarten to third grade. I lived in Brandon, uh, right outside of Tampa. Then I moved away. My dad was in the army, so I lived a bunch of different places. After that, we moved to Georgia, then Pennsylvania, then back to Florida. And I remember like meeting some kids, and they were like, "I was like, oh, I just moved here." And they're like, "Oh, where are you from?" And I was like, "Pennsylvania." And they were like, "Do they have the sun there?" <laughs> and I, I didn't understand. I was like. Yeah, of course they have the sun there. I was like, are there places that don't have the sun? And I quickly learned that uh, the next however many years of my life would be constant jokes. That's one, one, one part I, 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 of the Northeast that I do enjoy is it's just a fun place to be pale. Yeah. You know? Like, dude, there are whole countries of people that look like me. Isn't that fucking crazy, dude? Yeah. <laughs> like, they, eat, they eat terrible food, but eat yes. Horrible, they had horrible food. Yeah. So do I. <laughs> I mean, dude, uh, what are you talking about here? I got a sunburn once in South Beach, and it was the back of the knee is terrible, but the top of my feet. 
Top of the feet's a tough one. Top of the feet is that's, impossible. It's a tough one, man. It's impossible. It's rough, but I do love the summer. Um, I'm here for it. You know, I'm listening to old Drake like it's new Drake. I'm ready to get partying again, you know? Let's bring back the summer 16 vibes. Summer 16, that was a great summer. Right before Trump, when we had the campaigns going, you know, we had the primaries, and it was fun. It was fun to sit in front of the TV, have a few drinks, maybe smoke a little something, and watch people go back and forth, you know? Before any of this was real, before any of this really happened. I'm hoping that uh, summer 2021 is like that. You know, and it's got me thinking about some of the, the the summers that I've enjoyed the most in my life. Summer 16, summer 2016 was definitely one of them. I remember I was at Florida State and I had like stayed there the whole summer, right? Like I, li- I stayed through the summer. I took some like online classes, but I was like, I'm going to live in Tallahassee and just party and, and enjoy myself. Um, one of my roommates decided to not live there. So we sublet his room to a random person. Uh, that he found on Craigslist. It went by the name of Slim. Um, so for the entire summer, I lived with a man named Slim, who was, I think, in his late 30s, uh, mid-late 30s. I was 20 years old. And Slim was an ex-crack uh, addict. Mm. Um, used to take Molly every morning. He, he, he told me this. He said that he used to live with a man who sold Molly and that every morning that man would leave a rock of Molly on the counter, like the kitchen counter, and Slim would take it every, every day. And, and he was like, yeah, I've crashed and totaled four cars. I would stay up uh, for sometimes an entire week straight, just high. And I could only think, wow, thank you to my roommate who uh, forced me to live with this person. Uh, for an entire summer by subletting his room. Um, Slim was a good man. You know, he kept to himself. Um, there was one, you know, there's few bonding moments, like he told me about the molly and the crack. And then there was one night where he suggested that we host uh, a freak show at our apartment. When, and he, he said our apartment. It's really my apartment that he was subletting. Yeah. You know, if you mm-hmm. sublet an apartment, is it your apartment? I guess it is. You know what? It was our apartment. I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not, I don't know in the place, but he wanted to host a freak show. You know what a freak show is, Joe? Have you ever heard of freak I, show? I have no idea what that is. So a freak show, and I learned about this uh, at that moment. I had no prior knowledge of what a freak show is, but it is when you have women um, performing sexual acts to each other and then you charge money for people to see it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this was his suggestion to a 20-year-old college student was that we invite women over. He had the women apparently ready to go. They would hook up in front of each other, or like hook up with each other, and then we would charge, you know, five, ten dollars for admission. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a real career leap. It was one of the best summers of my life. <laughs> I made so much money. It was my first job, actually, was, was the freak show, hosting a freak show. How many freak shows? I'm kidding. I, we hosted no freak shows. <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to table this idea. Uh, how about we come back to it? I expect the summer like watching Kirby Enthusiasm for the first time. Uh, but that, that's, that summer, it was a lot of fun. He did suggest the freak show. We didn't go through with it. I remember that summer, I drank a lot of Four loco that summer. 
uh, me and one of my friends, his name is Arturo, and we would drink Four loco every Saturday night. We would have a Four loco before we went out. We drank so much Four loco that we started building a tolerance up to like Four loco specifically. So we started to put vodka in our Four loco. There was, there was, I remember I watched my friend put moonshine, a quarter cup of moonshine in a Four loco. And later that evening, he, uh, he died. He, 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 he got close. He hijacked a forklift and started operating it in a parking lot of the club we were at. Wow. So this is the type of fun that I want to get back to having. Yeah. You know, this is, we're living in a post COVID world. The aliens are coming. Mm. It's, it's all, it's all happening. Okay. Yeah. It does make me think about my, some of my experiences of Florida State. My friend did uh, hijack a forklift. Um, there was some, it was, a, it was a crazy place to go to school. It was an absolutely wild, every, every person I tell that like I, uh, I talk to and, they, and I tell them that I went to Florida State, they go, oh, that must have been fun. And I'm like, it, it, was. it was. But it was also wild. I mean, we, freshman year, school shooting at the library. It's on CNN. But during that time, we also had Jameis Winston, you know, who was going into like the courtyard or the school union and yelling, fuck her right in the pussy. Oh, that grabbing was just- the pussy, whatever, whatever he said. But that was one of the things he did. He also got accused of other things. Yeah. And there was, there was a guy who ate two people's faces when I was there. Oh, Jesus And he ended Christ. up on Dr. Phil. Yeah. He got in an argument with his parents at a restaurant, left the restaurant, and he was a student at Florida State and passed by someone that had like an open garage at night. And I guess they remarked something to him like, you seem upset, are you okay? And he just went in their garage and killed the man and ate his face. Holy shit. Yeah. Florida State. His name was Slim. (laughs) <laughs> that was slim was he the school valedictorian <laughs> he was also the school valedictorian and our quarterback <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah there was a, um i was reading a story about how after the the spanish influenza so mm-hmm. that was like 1918 1919 yeah after everybody got over the trauma of that the roaring 20s began yeah so because of everybody feeling like we made it, we got past this really trying thing. The culture kind of shifted into the Roaring Twenties, which is just wild and reckless abandon. Yeah. So this, I feel like there might be a possibility that we get a, kind of like a resurgence of that. That's that's what I'm hoping. Post COVID, yeah. You know, I I'm I'm hoping for a Roaring Twenties. Yeah. You know, and I've been I've been getting really into the alien shit. I hope we get aliens too. I really think that this will be the year we get aliens. June 25th is when. Uh, the document's supposed to come out. Maybe like by the time this episode is is released, there's like aliens among us, or they'll like have let us know that like, hey, uh, Hillary Clinton's been an alien this whole time, or <laughs> maybe Slim was an alien. Maybe I lived with an alien for a summer. I don't know. I gotta I gotta call that guy. I gotta look him up. Alien Finder. Yeah, okay. an alien. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like dating and like like five years from now is gonna. It's not gonna be like what zodiac sign are you. It's gonna be like what galaxy are you from. <laughs> yeah. So like what 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 cosmos were you were you living in? I'm ready for the aliens. I do think that we will get aliens because I do feel like this is the most ready we've ever been. 
for some sort of news like that. Because if you look at the last few years, uh, I mean, it's starting with with Epstein, which was uh, opened uh, Pandora's box of like, oh, the government is, you know, there's all this corruption and horrible demonic shit that's going on behind the curtain. And then, you know, Donald Trump was our president and then COVID happened and, you know, so on and so forth. There's a, all, all this crazy shit. And now there's like a sense, I feel like there's a sense of fatigue. The news cycle has been pretty weak. Yeah. You know, there's not a ton of shit going on. People want to be left to their own vices. People don't even want to work. People got their stimulus checks and they're like, fuck it. I'm out. I'm going to just take some me time. And they should. Okay. Mm -hmm. Fuck going back to work. I know. You know, well, if you have the money, fuck that shit. What do you work it for? I know. You know, Americans always look at like Europeans and how they have like way, they have a shorter work week. They have yeah. more vacations. And it took a global pandemic for Americans to kind of get a little bit of that. Yeah. It's so sad. It's so sad. <laughs> I used to work, uh, I was a temp <laughs> in New York okay. for a while. I would temp at all these jobs. And some of them, there was like extended periods of time where I like, I would work like, like, like some of my longest contracts were like a couple months long, whatever. And I would work in some very corporate offices where people would, you know, get their uh, work starts at nine. Maybe they get there like 8.30 or whatever. And then they would stay until like nine or 10 p.m. because they were incentivized with like a free dinner. You know, if they stay past seven, they got their meal paid for. But this was in the city in Manhattan and they lived in like New Jersey. So they would take these crazy long commutes to work. By the time they were, they were finally home, it was like 10 or 11 p.m. And then they're waking up at 5 a.m., going to the gym and going right back to work. That was their life. And then to go work in like midtown Manhattan where like during the winter, you don't even see the sun. The sun doesn't even hit the ground. I remember my first year there, I was going so crazy. I was getting no sunlight. I'm like a, I'm like a reptile. I don't know if it has something to do with my pale skin, but I might be cold blooded. Cause like I, I need, I need like a hit of that. I remember there was one time where I was like walking around on my lunch break and I saw like the sun like hitting a little part of the ground in midtown Manhattan and I like ran towards it before it went away. I was like, let me get a hit of this. And just need a little hit of, hit of some D real quick, some vitamin D. But this is people's, people's lives, Yeah, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I would, and then, you know, I would, I would bounce around uh, to different companies, you know, working. They have you in res as a receptionist, a lot of these jobs. Your work as a receptionist as a temp. And if I was working as a receptionist, you were not getting through to whoever you were trying to call. Oh, oh, you want to talk to Bob? Yeah, well, he's not here today. Click. I don't even know what this company does, okay? I'm here for a day. <laughs> there would be, like, people from the office who would come up to me. They'd be like, hey, uh, good to meet you. Like, whose team are you on? I'm like, don't even bother learning my name because I am mm -hmm. gone, yeah. and while I'm here, I will contribute next to nothing. Yes. I'm you know? a warm body in an office I'm chair. I'm a warm body. They would sit me. There was one time where I worked... I worked for like two weeks for this one company, which was, I think my original assignment was like three days. I was working reception. I took no calls. I had no emails. And only one person came in to like visit for like a, like a meeting with somebody. And I had during this time, like two or three sessions meeting with like the manager or whatever, whoever was in charge of me. 
And each time I met them, they were like, we really like the work you're doing around here. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm, I'm every, like, cause I got extended. Like my contract got extended. Like, you know, it was, it was supposed to be three days. It was like two weeks or so. And every time I met with the guy, he was like, you are exactly what we're looking for. He's like, you, you've been doing great. I'm really glad they sent you to us. I'm going to see if we can get you to stay here longer. And I'm like, sure. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I get, my meals are paid for, you know, they catered lunches. They had like snacks. I'd eat like a hard boiled, hard boiled egg every like 90 minutes throughout the day and did nothing. How did you pass the time? Oh, dude, jerking off the entire time. Uh, no, I, I, uh, I don't even know what I did. I would like, I, I, I would like send emails to try to get myself booked on shows. Mm, yeah. Um, would write. I'd be on ESPN. I read every article on ESPN.com, NBA.com, Bleacher Report. Every single article, I would, I, it had been covered. Like I had read it, okay? I was checking it so much, I would be like one of the first, like probably 10 people to read the articles. I was, became so bored. But it was great. I'm making money for doing absolutely nothing, mm. you know? I feel like people don't understand that those jobs are out there. You could like, I could, I'm always been really good at sniffing out bullshit jobs. Because I feel like that like paid decent money. I feel like the worst, you know what's interesting? I was thinking about this. The worst jobs pay the least money. Yeah. You know, we talked a bit, a little bit about it on the, on the last episode, but it got me doing some more digging on that article that I just shared with you about the people who work as censors uh, in Facebook. Yeah, that company Cognizant. Yeah, Cognizant, which is a company that's contracted with Facebook mm -hmm. to censor their material, like what people try to post. And so... But Facebook like doesn't even acknowledge Cognizant. Like they make Facebook makes their employees who work through Cognizant uh, to sign an NDA where they can't um, uh, state like what they saw, some of the material, but they also can't inform anyone that they're working contracted through Facebook. So they're like working for Facebook, but they can't even put that on the resume. And their job is to like delete videos of people like mutilating bodies, um, people like fucking farm animals and posting like racist conspiratorial memes. And they start losing their minds. In the article, it talks about how these people become like fringe uh, conspiracy. They start becoming like forming all these fringe ideas and thoughts and they start adopting these conspiracy theories. People like we'll walk around trying to in this, the offices convincing people that the, the earth is flat. Yeah. It changes the way they think they don't, they start believing the, the Holocaust was a hoax, which it was, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> but they don't like imagine like you're working in an office where people are walking around like the earth is flat. The Holocaust isn't real. You see this, like they did like they would after the Parkland shooting, they were like, they weren't even there. David Hogg is 40 years old. Yeah, like, yeah, they, yeah. you know, like it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy shit. And they do all of this to make $29,000 a year. Yeah. And a Facebook employee who officially works for Facebook makes $240,000. 240,000 is the median salary. For Facebook, official Facebook employee. Which, what do you even do as a Facebook employee? 
like pick out what Mark Zuckerberg wears every day, where it's the same know. thing. I don't know what the fuck you do for Facebook. Yeah. It feels like all the hard work is watching people fuck a cow for eight hours a day and then not being able to talk about it. Mm -hmm. They talk about how like people start sleeping with guns who work at Cognizant because they're afraid of people breaking into their house. They said that like, there's one guy who said that every morning he, he sleeps with a gun and when he wakes up, he takes the gun and checks every room in his house. That's post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah, it is. They develop PTSD and they do it for $15 an hour. It's, yeah. It's and crazy. It, and that's the thing. Like, we are told, like, you know, this kind of utopian idea of tech and yeah. what, what it'll, what you know, the future, is, tech tech jobs are the future. Yeah. If this is a tech job, dude, it's yeah. like, fuck you. Dude, this is, it just fascinates me how, like, this, you're right. And it fascinates me how, like, the people who work for Cognizant, Cognizant, with a Z at the end of it, uh, is 20,000 people who do this for Facebook in the world. Most of them are in, the, are in the United States. There is a population of people who are living this crazy fucking life. Mm -hmm. And the, they, there is, I guess, some counseling for these people while they're an employee, but they talk about in the article, which we'll link to the, in the episode description because it's super interesting and I'll probably post it on my story as a swipe up because um, it is fascinating shit. You could like go through all this training and watch people get stabbed a shit ton, develop PTSD, and then like immediately get fired. Yeah, or not quite make it through the training because it was too much for you. Yeah. And if you're not employed with them, they don't give you the counseling and then they just send you off into the world yeah. fucked up in hey, the head. Hey, good luck. Yeah. Good luck, dude. Yeah. Figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty fucked up, but like, I feel like, I don't know, man, there's, there really is not a, a huge emphasis on mental health in, uh, I guess in capitalism, you know, uh, no. in a capitalistic society. But then again, there's not even a huge emphasis on mental health. W where is there a huge, it, you go to therapy. Like I went to a therapist for a while. She's an older woman. I'd be telling her a story and she'd be like, what's Uber? And I'm like, that's not the point that I'm trying to make here. <laughs> Like if That's I have to a like, new interesting word. Yeah, if Elaborate I Elaborate like, on that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, <laughs> it's a ride share app and uh, I have to like- Like a I'm, taxi? Yeah, yeah. Go, go on, go on. <laughs> I'm like, it's like a cab, but it's, it's, you can like, they have your location and she's like, how does that work? And I'm like, okay, well, I time's up. I'm, ca I'm calling this. Ugh. Yeah, so you're, everyone's just kind of fucked. Which mm -hmm. is, I feel like, why we need this Roaring Twenties summer yeah. of love shit. We need a cathartic shit. release. You know, and That's I, I, I kind of, like, on the last episode, said something about, like, oh, Austin just a... I didn't really say it like that, but I don't want people to construe it as, like, oh, Austin just a place to take mushrooms and hang out. Like, mushrooms are fucking great. Everybody mm -hmm. should be taking that shit. Yeah. Everybody should go to Austin for a week, take some mushrooms, and float down a river. Yeah. You know, it would do a lot of good for you. People need to start, like, working on developing their chill. <laughs> because... Yeah. Everybody, like, we, we, they're, they're, we're fucked in the head. And, like, that's what everything is designed for. They're like, hey, push sugary foods, fatty foods. Like, eat that. Work all day. Like, our phones are programmed to be more addictive. They don't want you, like, thinking peacefully and freely. Mm -hmm. You know, they want, they would prefer you to just live in a sewer. I think eventually, I think we're, like, five years away from, from, like, 
big tech solving homelessness through like VR headsets. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that'll be how they try to introduce solving the homeless crisis. And the big infrastructure issue will be like, how do we give them charging stations yes. to keep them in there? Yes. Dope, you know, doped up, you fake world. We're, we're going to pass through, there'll be just like human beings plugged into like the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what's funny is that person will be happier than every other person <laughs> walking around them. They'll be, they'll be li- living their best life. They'll know nothing else. Yeah. They'll be like riding a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yeah. Uh, drinking a Coors Light, whatever they want to do. There'll be just some like guy just you know, playing catch with his VR dad. Yeah. So that's all he ever wanted. <laughs> that's all he ever wanted. <laughs> Using a VR headset to just play catch with Standing on dad. a corner. I love you, son. I love you too, dad. <laughs> it's Elon Musk's voice, Jesus but it like, looks like your dad. Yeah. Yeah, I think we are close to that. The building that I'm currently staying in, which, and I could say this because I'm leaving, they're do, like, there's like a VR store or VR experience center across the street from me. Um, and they're building another one in like, it's going to be at like the bottom floor of my apartment complex. Mm. So I will be like living on top of like a VR store. <laughs> like the people, I'm not, I won't be, but like the people will be moving there will be like moving into like a VR headset. That's crazy. So just below you will just be- Just people, all VR shit. Yeah, people living their best life. People will wake up and hate themselves realizing that they're paying $1,400 a month for a one bedroom apartment that's in a mall. It's in a Dillard's. And they're like, I don't like this. So they'll just go, they won't even go in nature. They'll just go and throw the VR headset on. Yeah, I remember when like uh, Avatar came out and people were like having post Avatar depression because they wanted that world to be real. That is crazy. Yeah. But how about this? When are we getting the fucking other Avatar movies? We've been getting jerked around. I remember I watched that movie. It came out. I was in seventh grade. This was like 11 years ago <laughs> when the first movie came out. And he's like, We're getting, there's going to be seven more. And there's been no more. He's just waiting for the aliens to arrive to, yeah, yeah, to yeah, cast yeah. them in the second yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. He, he's like, ah, we're gonna just going to film it like a documentary, I guess. <laughs> that was like one of those movies where afterwards people stood up and clapped. Ridiculous. You know? Ridiculous. I, I saw uh, Quiet Place 2 recently. Have you okay. seen that yet? I haven't. I got, it was the first time I've been in the movies in like two or three years at this point. I think the last movie I saw in theaters was Uncut Gems. And the movie I saw before that, I think, was Daddy's Home 2 with my mom. Daddy's Home 2. Is that like Will Ferrell and With Will Mark Ferrell Wal- and Mark Wahlberg. Wow. Yeah. I went to see that on like 2 p.m. on like a Thursday with my mom. And uh, it was just me and her and some guy sitting behind us who came alone and was wearing headphones. And I turned behind and I was like, I swear to God, if you, fuck, I know what you're here to do. You got to keep it down back there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you can always tell like who the weird person is in a movie theater. It, like, Because if they come alone, like that's weird. But if they come alone to see like daddy's home too, it's like, yeah, that guy's going to jerk off for sure. <laughs> what do you, like, I, I turned him, I was like, I bet Will, you didn't even. A Will Ferrell fetish. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. it's just like, they just like pick a bullshit movie where they think yeah. no one's going to be in there. Mm-hmm. And so they could, I don't know, that's what they get off on doing, I guess. I turned him, I was like, I bet you didn't even see daddy's home one, did you, you piece of shit? Mm. 
Didn't. You poser. Yeah. You're in here just to, just to be a, a perverted. Who did that? Didn't like uh, Pee Wee Herman? Didn't he jerk off in a movie theater? Yeah, here's the thing. It's like, I think the reason why it was a big story, and I think he was doing, I think he's gay, and I think okay. he did it in a gay mm. theater, but like, isn't that kind of what happens in those theaters? Like, if it's yeah. a porn theater? Yeah. I don't think he jerked off to Problem Child in like yeah, a, in a mall. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. he went to like an adult theater and was masturbating in the theater. And like, what? So who's the asshole? Who's like, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. Like he, I feel like I feel like there is a group of people though that like that would be a big story. Like, is Pee Wee Herman? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if Mr. Beans or whatever like <laughs> did it, it'd be like, yeah, he's I'm being gonna, all, he's just being all goofy. Yeah, while yeah he's stuff. making that face. <laughs> You would have okay. to say something. You would have to tell people. It's like those guys, Bill Nye, the science guy. Yeah, but did you tell the press? Like, yeah. wouldn't you have a great story? No, you tell you tell everybody. Yeah. You tell, well, you don't, you don't tell the press. You don't rap. You don't yeah, snitch. But it's a fun story. But like story. you tell like their closest three friends. Yeah. And then you move on. Yeah. But some people are like, this, the world needs to know that Pee Wee Herman does. No, like, first of all, his name is Pee Wee Herman. Mm. Do you think everything was going okay in the in 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 his head? And also, it's such an innocuous thing to do. It's just his fan base, I guess, is what kids. I don't even know. I don't even, I don't even know what Pee Wee Herman is, if I'm being honest. Like, what I know the, of him, but I'm not. A, I don't, I don't know. Like his, I don't know like his filmography or whatever. Yeah, he did a couple what Big Top Pee Wee, a couple Tim Burton movies. Big Top Pee Wee. Yeah. Yeah, that guy's jerking off in movie theaters <laughs> all the time, dude. Just giving and getting big top in every movie theater he can get his hands on. I wonder if big top That was probably was, that was probably who it was in uh, Daddy's Home Too. Big top is like a, you know, like a gay term. Like he's a big top. Oh. That's clever. That, yeah. That guy's clever, dude. It is clever. It was like a little wink wink, mm -hmm. nudge nudge. And meanwhile, kids are eat, eating popcorn and watching that shit. I have no idea. Yeah, man, I think uh the movies is, I guess, is you know when you go to the movies, you should, you should. It's, a, it's, a, it's supposed to be a private place, you know. Like, you know, you want to fool. If you want, if you want to fool around, you know, hey, my friends, you want to cheat on your wife or you know whatever. I could see my fucking parents in there cheating on each other. I wouldn't say anything. Mm. Eh, it's, they came there to a dark place. Who am I to interrupt their nice evening or afternoon? But I did go see Quiet Place too. Um, it was good. It was a good movie. But I saw it, I, I got, so I get there for the first time in a, like a year and a half going to the movies. I get there, I order a slushie and the woman was like, the slushy machine is not working. And so I just went home. That was it? Nah, I'm kidding. I didn't go home. But I was, I was upset. I did, I did. I was like, is there anyone we could call? But it's, bu it's bullshit. It's, it's true. I mean, it's I've, a hot day. It's a hot day. I've been, for fuck's been sake. thinking about the slushy for hours at this point so yeah and by hours i mean like the 25 minutes drive it was to get to the movie theater so i had my heart set on it so i would get in the see quiet place too i drink like 10 gallons of diet coke and a popcorn and i saw it in 4d you ever see a movie in 4d it's 4d it's where the seat shakes and shit that's goofy it was really goofy and like what, what's what really was weird and kind of irked me is that like there was a couple parts where like water, like there was would like fall from the ceiling. 
and I, but it was so little that I couldn't tell if it was like a leak or part of the experience. <laughs> because like if I had, and I think if I had the slushy, then I would have been like, oh, th- everything's operating fine. Yeah. But I get there, the slushy machine's broken. Mm. I get into the movie theater, it's damp and humid. The AC wasn't even on. Mm. And now water's falling from the sky into my popcorn, mind you. That's funny. Yeah. If, if there was like a dilapidated movie theater where nothing worked and it was like it was hot Most and, it was, and the theaters. ceiling drip and then it would just be they, all they would do is play like movies that take place in a jungle yeah. and they said they're enhancing the, the experience so, so they don't have to fix it. Oh, yeah, yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. Yeah, the entire the, the, the roof is like caving in but they're there to see like San Andreas, <laughs> that Dwayne The Rock Johnson movie. <laughs> like this is the best movie going experience I've ever had. So accurate. This is realistic. Uh, <laughs> It's a movie about a shooting in a movie theater and there's a shooting in the movie theater during. <laughs> I'd be like 5D. Yeah, that's, that is 5D. That's 5D. 100%. Um, movie theater would be, would, that would be, I feel like that'd be a chill job, handing out tickets in a movie theater. Mm, yeah. like a, that's a good first job. That's a great summer job. You know what? There, there are like jobs like that, that when I was a kid, I was like, I feel like that'd be chill. And even now I'm like, it'd be kind of, I feel like fun to work in a movie. Th- I, every now and then, and I, I, I toy with the idea of like applying to work as like a projectionist at like yeah. a movie theater, yeah. you know? I feel like you'd learn a lot about film. Mm. Do you remember, what was your first job? God, I had a crappy job. Uh, I was 15. Yeah. I got to get a work permit. I was, I, was like, I think I was 16, my first job. Yeah. And I, I, I was just like worked in some shitty sandwich shop mm-hmm. in a factory outlet. Oh, yeah. It was a nightmare. Yeah. I worked at this place. Uh, it was called Winn-Dixie. And uh, did not, they didn't make me sign an NDA so I can talk about it. And <laughs> that'd be crazy. You get a job at like a grocery store. You have to sign an NDA. <laughs> Immediately just <laughs> knowing what, what probably goes on there. But it was such like... So it's a grocery store. It's like a southern grocery store chain. And our, it is not like a highly reputable one. Mm, uh, there okay. is a movie called Because of Winn-Dixie with Jeff Daniels. You ever heard of it? No. Yeah. Well, that's its claim to fame. It was in, the, it's, it's the movie. It's, uh, the Jeff Daniels has a dog and the dog's name is Winn-Dixie. Something, him and his daughter, they, they have the, I don't know, some bullshit uh, <laughs> that's, that's the best movie pitch I've ever heard. It's got a dog's <laughs> name, Win Dixie, and it's some bullshit. <laughs> He's like, sign I here. Didn't watch it or not? I don't. It's not going to really do anything for you. Uh, it, was, it was a fine movie, but the the this it's a southern grocery store chain, and they have them in Florida, and it's you're always Florida is Publix. Publix is the shit. In Texas, they have H E B which leave it to Texas to have like an anti-Semitic name for their grocery store. <laughs> I know. My, my dad kept like, didn't know that it was like abbreviated. So he kept just saying it out. I was like, you can't say that. And he was like, why? And I'm like, and then I had to explain it to him. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, if I explain it to him, is this going to become like part of his vocabulary now when he's angry at like a Jewish person? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, like am I teaching my father anti-Semitism? Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm like, I'm like, do I just let him say it and not know, or do I teach him and now he has like a new trick? Mm, you know? Yeah. Uh, but H E B is great. Uh, they make good tortillas in house. Yeah. Um, they have little things like that, and it, it is pretty cheap. But Publix, it doesn't compete with Publix in the slightest. Everyone in Florida is it's it's an, it's almost like a cult. Publix is, but it's an it's a cult that I would gladly be a part of. Okay, they donated to Trump or whatever. Who cares? Mm. They make an amazing chicken tender sub, and you get free cookies. Even when I go in now, the lady behind the counter would be like, "I don't, you want a free cookie?" Nice. It's supposed to be like ages like twelve and under, but they're like, "I won't tell." <laughs> Little boy, man. Would let, you like a cookie? Little boy, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's Pee Wee Herman is, is operating the, the free cookie station of Publix. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's great. Where am I going to this? Oh, yeah. Winn-Dixie, you, you, so we're competing with Publix, which is like... Impossible. There's mad fa uh, fanfare there. And yeah, it's impossible. They've sh since closed down a bunch of Winn-Dixies. The Winn-Dixie that I used to work for is closed, which means once a year, that building operates as a spirit Halloween. Oh, that's just, that's, yes. that's where this. it's at uh -huh. in its its life cycle. Uh -huh. I remember going back home and visiting my parents and driving past it, and I was like, spirit Halloween? That makes sense. This place was, when I was working there, even I was like, this is destined to become a spirit Halloween. <laughs> uh, and so working there, we, we, were, we weren't doing great numbers. And I know this because like my first week or so, I attended like some team meeting where they went over like our profit margins, which I was like, why am I involved in this? I stock soup, mm. you know? Yeah. Also, I don't think anyone here knows what a profit margin is. You're like, you're talking to the wrong people. This is not a group that's going to pull the entire company out of the weeds here. Yeah. We're I'm dealing in, with- I'm in high school, man. There's me. I'm in high school. Two other kids were also in high school. Everyone else- and not everyone, but a good majority or a good portion of them were ex-convicts. Um, we actually, me and the other two kids in high school would actually take turns driving home uh, some of our coworkers because their licenses got taken away. Mm. Uh, so th that is the environment. There was a, a man who I worked with who was slightly mentally off and he would stock juices and he would climb like a ladder, the top of the ladder, and then slam v8 juices into the ground at the top of the ladder like he was king kong just just at the top of the ladder like it's because he had to reach out there to stock the juice instead he would just slam them and they would burst and break and my manager his name was eater was like a six five african man um very heavy accent barely understood what he could what he said he would just laugh <laughs> This guy would slam V8 juices and Eater would laugh his ass off. And then they would turn around and yell at me because I'm not stocking soup fast enough. <laughs> I started showing up drunk. I was like, fuck this place. Yeah. You ever do whippets? Never did whippets. Yeah. Never did whippets. I worked a job at a supermarket. We once in a while sneak out to the cooler. Oh, really? Behind the eggs and just... And just do some whippets? And just come back to the front and bag groceries? Thank God I did not really know about whippets when I was like 16 through 19. Because mm. I would not... Oh, man. <laughs> Different life. I would still be at that Winn-Dixie, brother. 
I would still be cooking there. Not, I would still be there. Not, I would be working at Spirit Halloween, still thinking it was Winn Dixie. <laughs> but do you want to talk about bad jobs? I remember there was there was one day where they made us throw away like some trash that was like behind like the dumpster at our like behind the building, like by the dumpster. Right there was a bunch of trash and old like equipment and and just random miscellaneous shit laying out there that kind of been like in the rain because it rains a lot in Florida, especially in the summer. And so they were like, all right, take this and put it in the dumpster. Literally from like one end of this apartment to the other, short walk. But the reason we quickly learned why they didn't want to do it themselves and why they made us do it is because, like I said, it had been soaked in the rain. Uh, stuff started to grow there. Some weird bacteria. Mm. And... Uh, Someone just immediately got jumped in, jumping, started throwing shit in there. So me and my friend were like, all right, we'll help. We'll throw, there was like tarps, rolled up tarps. So we're like, we'll take those and throw those into the dumpster. So we go to throw like one of these tarps into the dumpster and maggots flew off of the tarp and just doused us like, like a Shakira video. Like just like, instead of like, but rain, it was just <laughs> like baby flies or whatever maggots become. What do maggots even become? Flies, I think. Flies? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There was like thousands of them. Jesus And God. they gave us no gloves, no equipment, gear, shower. And we did all of this for $7 an hour. <laughs> <laughs> like that is what $7 an hour will get you. Mm. Yeah. Doesn't that seem fucking backwards? Why is that the case that the worst jobs pay the least amount of money. Obviously, the, the, the threshold to get that job is low. Yeah. But, but, but that job has to be done. I guess the, that the job of throwing maggots infested tarps into a dumpster, not necessarily, but like censoring shit on Facebook. I mean, these people make $240,000 a year. They can't develop like an algorithm that like says, hey, like this hey, is a bad video. Yeah. Hey, algorithm, recognize the suicide. Yeah, Delete. yeah, recognize that. And it's in, instead these people, these poor people, have to like traumatize themselves to put themselves through college. It's like the worst jobs pay the least and the best pay the most. The worst jobs you have to watch knife murders and yeah, it's like bestiality and punching into clockwork orange and yeah punch exactly that and then the best jobs you take four hours a week to take pictures of your feet and make one hundred twenty thousand dollars on OnlyFans. <laughs> i met a girl the other week she was she told me she goes i made one hundred twenty thousand dollars last year on feet alone just feet bananas people send her shoes to wear once, and then she sends them back. They pay her like eight hundred dollars. Best job. Yeah, it's the best job. We talked about feet on the last episode. I just mm -hmm. remembered that. Best job. It's something I, I'm circling back to a lot mentally, and feel like there there is there is an opportunity there where I do get jumping on that. No pun intended. Yeah, you're gonna hit because you'll have moments where you think like, man, just go into the feet. Just go into the feet. You know, when I got to New York, my first job, I was working at the Chick-fil-A in Times Square. I was, I quickly became the janitor because I was working on the floor and I was the only guy on the floor, just me and a bunch of Dominican chicks from the Bronx. And like, I was like a little pinball. 
in like the behind the counter because they were like, there's some, there's some, 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 some tough women there, man. They, they, I'm getting like boxed out. I'm getting like bounced around because everybody's moving so much and they're just, I'm just bouncing. And so like the first three hours of the day, I'd work 40 hours, 40 hour weeks, eight hours a day. First three hours, I'm washing windows inside and outside of the windows, big like squeegee uh-huh. stretcher. And then the last couple hours of the day, I'm mopping. And then in the middle of the day, I'm serving like thousands of customers who were like miserable. They're like, treat you like shit. And then our manager's like, you guys need to be more pleasant. My pleasure. Say my pleasure. We're like, you're being horrible to us. <laughs> yeah. What do you want us to do? We're learning this from you. Yeah, we're learning <laughs> this from you. You're not like, you don't get it. This is not good leadership skills. <laughs> we're like, we're all making no money, being treated like shit. Someone would ask me for barbecue sauce. I'd hand them barbecue sauce and they'd be like, I said honey barbecue sauce. I'm yeah. like, no, you didn't. There's one day people would OD in our bathroom. We had to stop giving out the, the code mm-hmm. to get into the bathroom. Yep. People would literally overdose. That was in the city? It was in the city. That's in the city shit. There was yeah. one day where like it was post our rush lunch or whatever, a lunch rush or whatever. And I'm kind of just like taking a breather. Like, okay. Let's get a vibe out for a second. Can't sit down doing like, you know, wall sits or whatever. And this guy comes in, I'm, I start taking his order. And as I'm taking his order, there's 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 big window panes, you know? And we can see the street like from multiple angles, like a lot of what's going on. And we, uh, on the street, this fire truck was a truck associated with the fire department. It wasn't a fire truck. Uh, pulls up in front of like a manhole, right? And three men uh, who work for the city got out open the manhole and they're kind of doing some work on it. Um, they're getting started as I'm taking this guy's order and me and the guy whose order I'm taking are watching this go down. And we, uh, <laughs> we were, wa- we're watching this happen. I'm taking this guy's order. And then one of the employees, uh, or guys working in the manhole climbs into the manhole. Right. And within seconds, Fire, like there was an explosion, just like 30 feet in the air. Holy shit. Just roasts this guy. And the other two guys like that he was working with just kind of peer over the manhole like, what's going on? And then the guy whose order I'm taking is like, you should do something about this. You should call 911. And I'm like, so do you want Diet Coke? (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, like, dude, what do you want me to do? Like, I'm a janitor at Chick-fil-A in Times Square. Like, you're ordering a chicken sandwich for me on an iPad. Like, what are we am I gonna go and save them? They work for the fire department. Yeah. They, there's a fire right there, yeah, they can figure it out. I know. They're they're trained. I'm that, trained yeah, yeah. in chicken sandwiches. I'm barely so. trained to do this. People are there are people dying everywhere. You want to use the bathroom? Someone's dead in there too, buddy. How about you do something about that? Okay, why don't you go out and fucking save them? All right. You're the guy with money, right? Yeah. You would have paid me more. Maybe I'll go in there to help him out. Do something. Yeah. Like the, a man told you, you got to do something. It's like, why don't you do something? And also it's like, yeah, why don't you do something? But since like you're, when you work in like the service industry, they just think like you're like a, you're the servant, you know, I, I guess that's, that, that's it too. But like the worst, like the worst stuff you'd get treated like shit for no, for no money. You know. Treated like shit. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I didn't sign up for hero janitor. Yeah. And then when I started like, I had like a couple like corporate jobs after that. 
I was like, I'm doing nothing, and I'm making like four times as much. Mm-hmm. I'm doing, no- I'm literally yeah. doing nothing. I am fucking off for eight hours a day. Yeah, I'm sending people emails that I like my friends. I'm so bored. I would like send my friends weird emails. Like check out this article. Yeah, interesting I'd, stuff. Yeah, I'd send them emails about like celery or some shit. I don't even know what it was about. Just weird shit. It's like a superfood, guys. Yeah, yeah. I was like, celery is like it'll actually have some health benefits. You know, you burn more calories eating it than you do ingesting it. Like that's where my head would be. And then before that, I'm getting like encouraged to go dump and like jump into a manhole that just exploded as I'm a janitor at Chick Fil A. But that was, that was, you know, three summers ago. Uh, that was not a summer of love for me, but that was my first summer in New York is working that job. And I'm excited to go back again. You know, I'm sure that I'll catch some flack from people who have been in New York the entire time of COVID. Uh, like, you weren't here. It's like, yeah, uh, why would I? It's called, it's called being smart. It's called being know? smart, dude. Yeah. I I'm, went to gonna, f- I'm sorry I don't feel like trauma bonding with you. Yeah, exactly. Hell. Sorry yeah. I don't want to work at Cognizant for a year. <laughs> that's like that's why the people who like stayed in New York during the pandemic, they all think that like they worked at Cognizant. Mm-hmm. That's like the type of like bond they have with each other. Yeah, it is trauma bonding. Um, what I did is I moved back to Florida um, and with my parents who argued and uh, yelled at each other relentlessly for the, the first few months, and I tore both of my hips, and I got scarlet fever. <laughs> dude, wow. it was crazy, dude. What kind of gun I moved would- to Florida, dude. I tore both of my hips and got scarlet fever. Scarlet fever? Yeah. That's some white people shit, man. I got the wrong pandemic. I got a disease from a totally different pandemic. You got you got a I disease literally, from a time machine. Yeah, I literally left New York. I was like, I'll get out of this this COVID health center and go to Florida, and then got a completely different disease from another pandemic. I got rubella. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I believe I have the rubella. <laughs> I have. Uh, they they actually they branded a big S on my chest. Shit. Because I got scarlet, scarlet fever. Fe- what is scarlet fever? It's it's like uh, tonsillitis with a rash. Oh. Yeah. Sexy. Yeah, it was pretty hot. <laughs> I was also like scared too because I was like, if this is COVID, then I'm like the only person who has like this type of COVID and I'll like be on the news. Mm. I, I just can't have that. Yeah. Some crazy. Can't reaction. have that like be my life. Yeah. You know? But I am excited for the summer. I'm excited to see if it's going to be some sort of summer of love. You know? It's uh, It's good. It's good. It's good that you know we're getting we're getting back out there and we're saying fuck the masks, fuck all that bullshit. Yep. We're getting back to hundred percent. Um, you know, there are mass shootings again. Um mm. every day you turn on the news and there's another mass shooting and uh, that, you're like, that Oh, also the, means the there's earth groups is of people. Together. There's groups of people. There's yeah. There has to be a mass of people to have a mass shooting, which means people are outside again. Come on, you got to look at the positive. It's a, it's a real silver lining. Yeah, you got to look at the positive. Yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, it sucks. But also, like, people are doing stuff again. Together. Together. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real trauma bonding. Um, guys, thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Carney. Appreciate you guys listening. Make sure to like and subscribe. And stay tuned for more episodes. Add me on Instagram, Twitter, at Dan Man Carney. If you don't already, 
guys, we're, this is only the second episode. We're going to, this is, you guys are in for a ride. All right. I'm excited to have you guys on board. I am really grateful for those of you who are listening. This is going to be a weekly occurrence. Every week, you're going to get another episode from me. Um, unfortunately, not every one of them is going to be with our good friend Joe here, but uh, maybe maybe we'll get him up to the city and do some do some podcasting yeah. together. My family's on the East Coast. Yeah, so, so he'll, he'll be back up there. But in the meantime, um, thank you so much for listening, guys. Uh, leave a review for the podcast, too. Subscribe to the YouTube. really helps us out. And uh, stay tuned for next week. I'll see you guys then.